The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the 21st chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. When some were speaking about the temple, how it was adorned with beautiful stones and gifts dedicated to God, Jesus said, As for these things that you see, the days will come when not one stone will be left upon another. All will be thrown down. They asked him, Teacher, when will this be, and what will be the sign that is about to take place? And he said, Beware that you are not led astray. For many will come in my name and say, I am he, and the time is near. Do not go after them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified. For these things must take place first, but the end will not follow immediately. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes and in various places famines and plagues. And there will be dreadful portents and great signs from heaven. But before all this occurs, they will arrest you and persecute you. They will hand you over to synagogues and prisons, and you will be brought before kings and governors because of my name. This will give you an opportunity to testify. So make up your minds not to prepare your defense in advance, for I will give you words and a wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to withstand or contradict. You will be betrayed even by parents and brothers, by relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name, but not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance, you will gain your souls. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. This is one of those lections where it feels ironic to read the passage and then proclaim the gospel of the Lord, the good news. And yet we do. Every year as the church year approaches the reign of Christ, which we'll observe next Sunday, the lectionary features one of the synoptic gospels, apocalyptic texts. Here we are in the third and final section of Luke, that has Jesus in Jerusalem speaking to his disciples. In today's lection, Jesus prophesies the destruction of the temple, which was the place of God's presence at the center of God's people. He wants his disciples to recognize how in the course of history, something that has been good will be no longer something that has served as a reference of faith, will vanish away stone from stone. And the disciples' reaction to Jesus is to question him. 
asking, when will this be? And what will the sign be that this is about to take place? But Jesus redirects them, pivoting instead to the question of how they will respond to the disasters and calamities in their lives. Where will they direct their attention? Will they despair quietly with fear and a sense of foreboding about the upheavals? Or will they bear witness or testify to the faith that sustains them? Luke wrote his gospel sometime after 90 CE, more than 20 years after the Jews witnessed the actual destruction of the temple that Jesus prophesied. The prophecy that Jesus had spoken had come true. And the Jewish and Christian communities had been living with its repercussions. In his poem, The Second Coming, William Butler Yeats wrote, Things fall apart. The sinner cannot hold. Mere anarchy is loosed upon the world. Yeats describes the anxiety we feel when we hear Jesus' words, and we know that Luke's audience would have felt it viscerally. They had witnessed it. So the question becomes, how do we cling to God's hope, even in the midst of disasters, past, present, and future? Hearing Jesus' description of devastation, I was reminded of stories I listened to last weekend on public radio. Last Saturday, the 9th, was the first anniversary of the campfire. It burned 153,000 acres and destroyed the rural mountain town of Paradise, California. And NPR had a series of interviews with people who have remained in Paradise which before the fire was about the same size as the city of Shelby. And they talked about the barren land where buildings and shopping centers had once stood and about the community that has been lost. More than a dozen churches and worshiping communities lost buildings, including one congregation that had stood since 1909. They're older than Ascension. Truly, in that place, not one stone stands upon another. Today, the town that had 26,000 people is just 3,000 people. And where 11,000 homes burned, only 11 have rebuilt. But the people, the people in these interviews, the ones who have stayed, see themselves as pioneers as witnesses to the hope they hold on to. Each of us has experiences in our life when we have felt devastated and disoriented, endured prolonged suffering or unimaginable loss. And in this gospel, Jesus reminds us that faith is not silent at those times. Faith testifies in the emptiness and the loneliness 
in the confusion and disappointment and in the places where fear lurks. God is present and at work, and while the things of this earth, including our mortal bodies, will pass away, we will not perish. And that is good news. Let us pray with the words from one of the ancient Christian fathers, St. Ephraim Cyrus. Let us turn in continual prayer towards you, our only hope, O Lord. Our heart is filled with sadness. Bring joy to our sadness, Lord, and give refreshment to our burning hearts. Day and night, sorrow and affliction surround us. Cool, O Lord, the flame of our hearts, for apart from you we have no hope to comfort us in our grief. Place your finger that gives life to all things on the pain concealed in our heart. Let our soul not be robbed of your strengthening, O Savior, so that we may not be plunged into the waves of despair. Amen. <laughs>